0: Hello from Luxembourg, and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Ipsasby meeting Highlights audio podcast. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the Ipsasby's recent meeting, which took place from June the 27th to June the 30th at Eurostat's Beck building in Luxembourg. The Ipsasby is very grateful to Eurostat, the statistical office of the European Union, for hosting the Ipsasby. The Ipsasby meeting was preceded by a meeting of the Ipsasby's Consultative Advisory Group. There is a separate podcast with CAG Chair Thomas Muller-Marcus I'm John Stanford, Technical Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board. Joining me is Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers, along with Ipsasby staff members Joe Spencer and Paul Mason. I'm also delighted that we're joined today by Dave Warren. Principal in the Canadian public sector accounting board staff. Welcome to all of you. Ian, please could you give us a high-level overview of just-concluded Saturday meeting?
1: Thanks, John. Yes, this has been an important meeting because, as you'll hear in a minute, uh, we've approved the consultation paper on revenue and non-exchange expenses, as well as the financial instruments exposure draft, both of those important uh, products for the board where we're looking to get input from our constituents now. We've also taken the uh, debates forward with uh, important discussions that are given direction for staff on uh, social benefits and also leases. Both of these are uh, big topics in their own right where we are looking to ex- approve exposure drafts at the Board's September meeting. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have started discussions on the board's strategy and work plan for the period 2019 to 23. Not only uh, with the board, but we also had a discussion with the CAG on that. And we will follow that, those discussions up uh, with important uh, sessions at the Public Sector Standard Setters Forum next week uh, with our constituents. Finally, we've also had a discussion uh, in terms of the measurement project and how we shape that, also beginning to think about the interactions uh, with other pieces of work like uh, the forthcoming infrastructure assets project and heritage. So an important week, I think, for the board and and one that uh, will actually shape
0: our work for the next few meetings. Thank you, Ian. Turning to Joe. Could you tell us about developments on the Revenue and Non-Exchange Expenses consultation
2: paper? Thanks, John. I'm pleased to say, as Ian mentioned, the IFSASB approved a consultation paper on Revenue and Non-Exchange Expenses. This consultation paper is seeking views from from constituents on how to account for revenue transactions that are currently accounted for under IFSAS 23, Revenue from Non-Exchange Transactions, Taxes and Transfers, Non-exchange expenses, where there's currently a gap in the IPSAS literature, and measurement of non-contractual receivables and non-contractual payables. The trigger for this project arose from the issuance of IFRS 15, Revenue from Contracts with Customers by the International Accounting Standards Board, which introduces an approach whereby revenue recognition is based on the fulfilment of performance obligations. The board has expressed a preliminary view that transactions that have performance obligations or stipulations should be accounted for under a public sector performance obligation approach, which is based on the IFRS 15 approach. Examples of transactions that fall within this category are grants and transfers where there are specific requirements for the use of those resources. The board has also expressed a view that transactions that do not have performance obligations or stipulations should be accounted for in an updated IPSAS 23. Taxes are an example of this type of transaction. In respect of non-exchange expenses, currently there is no standard addressing how these expenses should be accounted for. The consultation paper presents two approaches. The extended obligating event approach, which extends the model taken from the current social benefits project, and the public sector performance obligation approach, which is the reverse of the revenue approach of the same name. The board has expressed preliminary views that for non-exchange expense transactions, such as grants and transfers that are for a specific purpose, that is, they have a performance obligations or conditions, the public sector performance obligation approach should be used. For other transactions, the extended obligating event approach should be used. The consultation paper also addresses measurement of non-contractual receivables and non-contractual payables. The board has expressed a preliminary view that the initial measurement of non-contractual receivables should be at face value with any uncollectible amounts identified and impaired. The board also expressed the view that a fair value approach should be used for the subsequent measurement of non-contractual receivables. Regarding measurement of non-contractual payables, the board did not express a preliminary view. The consultation paper will be issued in mid-August 2017 His comments due by 11 December 2017.
0: Thank you Joe for that very positive news. I'd now like to welcome Dave Warren to this podcast. Dave has been leading the project to update Ipsasby's core financial instrument standards with Ipsasby Deputy Director Ross Smith. Dave, could you tell us what happened in Luxembourg?
2: Thanks John. The UPSASB had a pretty good discussion around financial instruments, which as Ian mentioned culminated in a pretty significant decision at the end. Over the course of the meeting, the board went through the non-authoritative guidance which includes examples on how to apply the principles uh, as outlined in the standard. Specifically, the board went through a number of public sector specific examples which were developed to help public sector entities apply the principles. Once the Board gained comfort over the non-authoritative guidance because they had previously reviewed the authoritative guidance, they were able to approve Exposure Draft 62 financial instruments for issue.
0: Thank you, Dave. I'd like to thank Dave for his great contribution to Ipsasby on this important project, and also to thank PSAB for their generosity in allowing Dave to work with Ipsasby staff. I'd now like to ask Paul Mason to update us on Ipsasby's key social benefits project.
3: Thanks John. There was one main issue for the board to discuss at this meeting which was when a liability should be recognised under the obligating event approach. There were two main options in the issues paper which the board discussed and the board has agreed to produce an ED based on eligibility criteria for the next benefit. In practice this means that there is going to be a relatively low level of liabilities shown on the balance sheet just from the end of the financial period, probably for about a month or so. However, this wasn't a unanimous view, and there is likely to be one or more dissenting opinions in the ED supporting greater um, inclusion of liabilities on the balance sheet at a threshold eligibility. So, for those long-term benefits, liability from retirement, for example, to death, or a hybrid of the two
0: approaches. Thank you, Paul. I'd now like to turn back to Ian to tell us about the development of the strategy and work plan consultation.
1: Thanks, John. This is an important discussion that the board uh, started with its first substantive debate on the issues involved uh, in terms of the board's overall direction for the period 2019 through to 2023. Uh, And also, how should we actually focus our work uh, during that period? So we had a Uh, A big discussion about the public sector specific areas that the board should be focusing on uh, during that period. Then also looking at other areas of work such as maintaining convergence with IFRS standards. uh, Also how communication works in financial statements uh, and how we can improve that. Then setting uh, our work more broadly in the context of strengthening public financial management. How can we contribute to and facilitate uh, the increased usage of accrual information in public financial management? And then finally, but extremely importantly, what should the board's role be in adoption and implementation of standards going forwards? And that is uh, ranges across practical support guidance also as the standards are being increasingly widely used around the world should we think about some form of interpretations uh, function within the board. So quite wide-ranging discussions and it's certainly not just about the board's own work but it's also about how we work with other uh, international organisations and regional organisations as well uh, within that overall uh, PFM So quite wide-ranging debates within the Board. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, we had a discussion with the Consultative Advisory Group also this week, and we will be expanding that discussion with the Public Sector standard Setters Forum meeting next week uh, in Switzerland on the 3rd and 4th of July. Going forwards, uh, this will form the foundation for the board to consider a first actual draft document in September, and then we will aim to finalise that uh, in December for consultation during the first half of 2018. One of the interesting features about this process is it's the first time that we've developed a strategy and work plan uh, within our new governance and advisory framework. So uh, we've already got uh, high-level discussion with the Public Interest Committee and then the more detailed discussion with the Consultative Advisory Group around this meeting. We will be talking to both groups again later on in the year uh, as we develop and finalise the written strategy.
0: An important time for the board. Thank you, Ian. And just to reinforce Ian's comment that Ipsasby intends to issue a consultation paper on its strategy and work plan early in 2018. We've almost reached the end of this latest Ipsasby podcast. Thanks to all who have joined us today and to you, our listeners. The next Ipsasby meeting will be from September 19th, 22nd, back at Ipsasby's home base in Toronto. Meetings of the Ipsasby are open, and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the Ipsasby website, www.ipsasby.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meetings section of the Ipsasby website. Listeners can also find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcasts. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter at ipsasby underscore news. Thanks for listening and join us again in September.